John 16 12 NKJV, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. During the three years of intense training through which Jesus led his apprentice leaders, and even following the disclosures of the Last Supper, he still had many things he wanted to say to them. But he left them unsaid at that time, he gave the reason, as translated from Greek, as you cannot bear them now. This literally means that they couldn't carry it at that time. In the Aramaic translation, the word chosen to transmit Jesus's meaning is the word grasp. John 16 12, 13 Ape, I have much to say to you, but you are not able to grasp it now. But putting these words together leads us to understand that Jesus's friends couldn't grasp at that point the truths that he still needed to say, so they couldn't retain it. If they couldn't grasp and hold on to it, they certainly wouldn't have been able to carry it with them, in their minds and hearts. If so, they wouldn't be able to live by it, or to teach it to others. On the surface, this appears to be a sad statement, Jesus would finish his training contract with his apprentices with many of the things he wanted to say to them left unsaid. However, we notice that his very next word is but. But changes everything, it denotes that what follows it is in stark contrast to the impression left by what was said before it. In other words, what looked like an uncompleted part of Jesus's desire and mission is about to be completely reversed. So what does he say after but? John 16 13 8, But whenever the Spirit of the truth comes, he will lead you into the whole truth. John 16 13 NIV, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. Wow! This is a remarkable promise. Jesus said that the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, would guide us into all the truth. Amazing! Jesus called him, the Spirit of truth. Names of God show His nature and functions. In other words, one of the wonderful functions the Holy Spirit does for us is to lead us into the whole truth, everything Jesus wanted to say to His apprentices, but couldn't at that time as they were unable to grasp and carry it with them. Now that we have the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit, this is reversed. We are able to grasp the whole truth because He is also the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation, Ephesians 1:16 KJV, He can reveal truth deeply into our spirits, bypassing the need to have it derived and stored by our amazing but limited brain. God is a genius. Jesus continued by revealing that the Holy Spirit is humble, servant-hearted, and submissive to Father's will, just like He is. John 16 13 8, But whenever the Spirit of the truth comes, He will lead you into the whole truth, for He will not speak of His own will, but He shall speak whatever He shall hear. During their last supper together before his crucifixion, Jesus had declared to his apprentices that he is the truth, John 14 6. Now he is talking about the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth. In other words, as a humble servant-hearted Trinity member, the wonderful Holy Spirit doesn't speak of his own will, his role is to speak whatever he shall hear, presumably from Jesus, the truth. Jesus, in turn, only ever spoke what he heard from his Father, John 8 28. So the Spirit of Truth is not an independent operator, He is a supernatural spokesman and revealer on behalf of the Trinity. Let's get excited today, we have the infinite power of the Holy Spirit resident in us, coupled with the purest hotline to heaven's truth ready and willing to reveal the whole truth to us. God is holding nothing back. This truly is something to rejoice in and celebrate. Thank you Jesus. Having said this, Jesus then went on to explain an additional benefit of having the amazing third person of the Godhead resident in us. John 16 13 8, But whenever the Spirit of the truth comes, He shall reveal the future to you. He shall reveal the future to you. 
Another amazing truth that is almost too good and too astounding to believe. God, who knows everything, is resident inside us through His amazing Holy Spirit. He knows everything that can be known about the future, about politics, about science, about raising children, about the stock market, about music, art and building, etc. He knows all that can be known about everything, including what we need to know about the future. Of course, a lot of what Jesus was wanting to say on that day is now written down for us from Acts to Revelation, all of it revealed by the Spirit of Truth to Jesus' apostles and prophetic writers. But He also reveals to each of us what we individually and specifically need to know, about our lives, our assignments, our callings and the future, etc. God has placed an amazing spirit of pure love and truth in us. I believe that one of the first truths we need firmly to grasp about this is that He is a person. He is the person who pours God's love into our hearts. Romans 5 5 NKJV, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He is a sensitive person of pure love. Scripture reveals that we can easily sadden Him with our attitudes, words, and behavior. Ephesians 4 30 NKJV, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It seems that Father and Jesus are very protective of the Holy Spirit, the one they sent in their name to be in us and with us. Mark 3:29 NKJV, but he who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is subject to eternal condemnation. Clearly, speaking unedifying, destructive, or belittling words hurt the Holy Spirit, and they can bruise, damage, or even destroy our relationship with Him. If we do this, even to a small degree, we diminish the benefits of having a person with infinite abilities within us. So, what is the right approach for us to take towards the Holy Spirit? 2 Corinthians 13 14 NKJV, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. This passage says, The communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Aramaic translation has it as, The fellowship of the Spirit of holiness, be with all of you. This is saying that the one who came as a dove to Jesus is not only infinitely powerful, but that he is extremely sensitive and very relational. For us to enjoy him and all of his amazing benefits, we need to develop sweet fellowship with him. We note the wording, fellowship, the spirit of holiness. This means developing relational intimacy and fellowship with him around the central theme of holiness. Today, I encourage you to get to know the wonderful Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, that God has so graciously entrusted to you. Love Him, fellowship with Him, and most of all, treat Him with respect and sensitivity. He is all-knowing, all-wise and infinitely powerful, but He is also extremely affected by our attitudes to holiness, our words, and our actions. Love Him today, pray for wisdom, revelation, and a hearing heart, and then enjoy being led by Him into all truth.